All the nation, this is Carlos Reyes. Welcome back to the realest podcast in the game where we bring you the cream of the crop. That's right, the top 1% in the world, and we dig deep to see what makes them tick. I'm sitting right next to my business partner. Alex Sines, guys, welcome to another podcast. My name is Alex, and I started real estate investing at the age of 18, completely broke, in a trailer, living in a trailer park, and uh, by the grace of God, fell into a business that was uh, I was able to not only dive in, but really thrive in. Um, and that led me to now meet amazing people and have amazing partners and uh, be one of the hosts on this amazing podcast. Amazing people like the guests that we have on today's Absolutely. show, right? Absolutely. Look, for those of you that have been living under a rock, right? And uh, you haven't been in the game of real estate for the last three, four, five years. Well... Uh, you know, this man revolutionized the real estate podcast game, in my opinion, and uh, he's a serial entrepreneur, a powerhouse of a human being. Everybody welcome Mr. Steve Trang. Mr. Steve. Thank you. Thank you for having me. For sure. It's That's exciting. Cool. Cool. Uh, I, mean, I still remember when you guys launched the very first one, you know, so keep an eye on it. I'm really excited to, to, to share and, and help your listeners. Absolutely. Absolutely when was man. the first one? It was 2018. 2018. Nice. Yeah. I think it was before he launched this podcast, but when he launched this podcast, he did it. Uh, mm -hmm. I love. I love the concept. I, I just love the strategy behind how he launched it. Where, you know, it, us, it was like, okay, we're gonna teach. We're gonna teach. We're gonna teach. We're gonna teach. It's right? like a training, yeah. But with him, it was like, well, I'm not just gonna teach. I'm gonna bring some of the top people in the industry so they can actually, you know, give everybody the juice and yeah. people. Yeah. I mean, it's provided so much value, man. Like so much value. Yeah, I would say. I mean, collaboration over competition. Yeah, like, you, well, you went straight to that. Well, you know, it's it's interesting because there's two reasons why I did that you know first right. is that I don't like talking right so I was like I can't have a show every single week it's just gonna be awkward I gotta come oh, with content whatever no, it gets tough. right uh, but the other thing too <laughs> is uh, I learned because you know I was already having multiple businesses before I started the podcast uh, the, the best way to, to grow is collaboration it's, it's working with each other so for me I was intentional with that because I knew that I could have much larger influence if we go to collaborate versus try to like hey, I'm gonna do this all by myself yeah, and you know what, brother? Like, that's something that I think I've told you um, uh, a month or, or two months ago. You know, for, for us, man, I'm not going to lie to you. We used to try to hoard our, our community. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, intentionally, unintentionally, yeah. because we work so hard, right? Like, we work so hard, and, and like, a lot, like we put everything on the line. And then you, you don't know, know who's, who's who sometimes. And then you don't know, you know, yeah. that, that's the yeah. other thing yeah. for, for us. I mean, when have you ever seen, well, maybe once or twice, but that didn't last too long. I'm like, when have you ever seen a bad actor or in our circle or that we collaborate with, mm -hmm. right? If you're a bad business and you're a bad actor, just like you, right? We don't want nothing to do with it. Just reputation. That energy, right? And the energy rubs off. It's, it's positive and negative, right? I mean, if you're hanging out with people that are doing good things, you get to borrow that credibility. Absolutely. If you're doing Absolutely. stuff with negative people, you get to borrow that too. And that's not something you want to borrow. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how Yeah, that I works? mean, people you hang out with, they, they're they a reflection of, yeah. of you, unintentionally and intentionally. And yeah. if, uh, you know, for example, like if somebody doesn't know me and they know what you stand for, they're going to automatically label me, you know, as as your values right but if you're being a dirtbag or screwing the community over it you know it could work both ways i'll share with you um i, I did a deal with somebody you know um and it was someone that i, I worked with i mentored and um we were, we were we had a an agreement we had a handshake and mm. um and uh they backed out of it mm. right and now mm. it was like what like wow for for what for another five ten thousand five thousand dollars right of course i was like we've known each other all these years i've helped you get here and you're gonna over five thousand dollars, really? It's like okay, well, you know, we burn the boats, right? This, I am not a person that burns bridges. You can go off do your own thing. 
but I am totally fine watching you burn the bridge. Wow. Right. And so uh, I learned later on that he, you know, there was a transaction where he lost 30, 40K, right? Like his own team stole from him. Instant karma. And I was wow. like, I mean, you encouraged it, right? 6X karma. Right you, you encouraged it in your, in your business. Have you noticed that, you know, that's something that we continue to notice. It's like, you don't get away with anything in this life. No. Right? Yeah. You may get away. Like, that's why for us, you know, it's a big, big thing. You know, whenever we come into proximity with somebody, it's like, okay, what is he doing? Who, you know, what has he done? And and what kind of people is he hanging out with? What kind of, you know, I, what's, what's going on behind the scenes, right? Because mm -hmm. everybody on social media, right? You see, you just see the glamour and you see the highlights of people's lives. Yeah. But what, what's your family life? What's the substance behind mm -hmm. you? This, this, this self-made, you know, or made to believe avatar that you're displaying on social media, mm -hmm. right? How do you treat your mom? <laughs> Something as simple as that. How do you treat your siblings? How do you treat your wife? How do you treat your kids? How do you yeah. treat people that can't do anything for you? That's what's important to us. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think one of the big things, and um, you kind of see this, right? Like you, you hang out with people and you go to a public setting, right? And they're like, they're cool with you. Yep. And mm. then they treat the hostess like, tra mm. like trash, right? They're mm. disrespectful to the server or like, even if, you know, they're making inappropriate comments about a female server is like, dude, like, what are you doing here? Like, uh, I, I was I was actually at, at a, a different event. I still remember this, right? Um, I'm, I'm at an event and a, a attractive female walks by, mm -hmm. right? Uh, one of the guys I'm with, you know, he's like, hey, he's checking her out. I said, like, okay, you know, I said hi to her, got yep. her attention, had her sit down. And then I was like, okay, he was interested. I laid it up, right? Yep. And then I didn't do anything else. And No, 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 you out-looped it. Yeah, you didn't lay it up. I hope no, no, no. I lived it right, but then that was it. I was done here, right? Yeah, and then you know nothing happened. I asked him like, "What are you doing?" And he said, "Well, you know, like I thought you were trying to talk to us. Like, dude, what are you talking about? I'm not yeah. trying to do anything here. Like that was, but anyway, no, no. And and for folks like like you and I, man, that you know we're loyal not just to our women, yeah. we're loyal to our family. You know that if you if if we were to do slip up on some to something like that." You know the repercussions, repercussions it, it's yeah. it's not just me and my wife it's mm -mm. my two baby girls it's your baby girls you know mm -hmm. what i mean and it that what is that worth and companies well i mean you got the companies companies could be rebuilt though yeah. like the, the 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 kids you know like the, the, we know i mean i love this, that this this is this is getting to just the uh, the political or whatever but like the father is the is the north star in in that a, Always a family without a boy without a father, right? He's gonna yep. get in more trouble. And you guys know a mom without a good father, a girl without a good father. You know, oh, daddy yeah. we, issues is a real they're thing. They're right? selling fit yeah. tea. Yeah. So, like for Wait, me, what? everything <laughs> everything I'm doing, right, is it's is the end in mind, and I'm not willing to give sacrifice anything. Mm -mm. Or I'm not willing to sacrifice. And I, that's I what I try to tell you. I'm just joking. <laughs> he's young, so you know what I mean. Like he's he's good. He's good. He has stop uh, playing, Alan. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Hang him up. No, no, no. He's no. good. He's been solid for a very long time. Very long time. Yeah. Um, but no, man. And you know what's crazy? I see that a lot in the real estate space. And you know, it, the beautiful thing is, you know, uh, Sal and I watch this. Watch this story. We were at a mastermind, and. Um, you know, I'm not going to say specifically where or, or what specific mastermind. These cats drove one hour to go to this strip club. Mm -hmm. This was like four years ago. Okay. 
And uh, Sal and I were like, we, we, we were vibrating on like high energy. Cause that's the thing about me, Sal and Alex, like we're, we're about that, like that frequency, you know yeah. what I mean? Like right now my energy isn't the highest. He knows that I'm in, I'm in a recharging stage cause the last four weeks mm -hmm. I've been going, it. I've been going nuts. So right now I'm in a recharging stage. So if you feel me like a little low, that might be the reason. Uh, but this is what happened. We drove like 45 minutes to an hour to this strip club, and they were, this was like the best strip club. I had not been, I, I never even been a strip club guy, mm -hmm. but you know, like the, everybody was like, let's go, let's go, let's go. I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, how bad can it be? You know, it's a very fancy strip club, two stories, different kind of strip club, right? I've never done strip clubs, but I was willing to actually give it a shot. I've been to a strip club or two. I'm not going to sit here and lie that yeah, I haven't. Yeah. You know, I've been to, um, uh, I remember in Miami, what was it called? Something on the river? Uh, Booby on the river? Or I don't, I don't know. know. 11 or something? Yeah. Or 11 or story? Or, like, I don't know. Like I, again, club, I've been yeah. to like two strip clubs in my mm -hmm. life, right? Um, but we drove 45 minutes to an hour. We get to the front door. Do you remember the story? I wasn't there. I know. I do like, remember no, the story. You, know, you were inside. No, I'm just joking. No. He's like, I wasn't. <laughs> and I didn't go to this mastermind. No. Really? We get there, and Sal, Sal and I looked at each other, right? And we looked at each other, and... Uh, and then we were like, do we do we really want to do this? Or do you just want to go home and just, you know, prepare for tomorrow? Yeah. You can ask him. Sal's literally in the audio uh, audio video room right now. And uh we were like, you know what? It's not let's just let's just go home, man. Yeah. We drove, got there to the front of this, you know, where all the, the investors were mm -hmm. gonna go and hang yeah. out. We we're yeah. like, you know what? This is this is not us. Let's just go and Yeah, I that mean was, that was twenty seventeen. The last time I was in one of those was because I was recruiting. Right, they're like you hey. were recruiting strippers. I was recruiting agents to join the brokerage from the hustlers. Wait, hold on. Let me understand this. For uh, you were at the strip club with other agents <laughs> trying to bring them oh, to join okay. my Cause, company. Because I heard, <laughs> believe it or not, I and she she allowed me to say this. I have an ex. I, I'm sorry. I have a mentee that's an ex stripper, mm -hmm. and she crushed it. Who is a hustler and a half, Valerie Galvan. Oh, I've heard, right? Like, she, you guys might have seen me do videos about, like, you know, former drug dealers. Yeah. I've heard the same as strippers. I haven't met any that do, that. They're do that hustlers. Work, but they're uh, about their money, they're about their paper. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all about the vehicle, she, though. My, my, my girl, Val, man, which we absolutely love, she just sent us a book. I don't know if she sent you a book from the, Manny the, uh, Koshman, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, Manny signed it. Mm -hmm. I have it upstairs, and. I just sent her a picture literally two days ago. I'm like, Val, thank you so much. She's like, did you like it? I'm like, I love it. Like, what? right? Like Manny signed it and everything. I thought it was just another regular book, you know? And I read that book already, the Contrarian Playbook already. So I'm like, oh, I'm not going to read this again. But what were you going to say? Oh, I mean, this is how screwed up I am, right? A, a serial entrepreneur, you know? So we go to a bachelor party, right? And obviously, you had to go to the strip club. And I'm sitting there, and I'm just looking around the room. And what I'm thinking is these, stripper, these strippers are not working hard enough. They're not prospecting. They're not talking to people. They're not. Oh my! So you they're related I like to, the way to you sales, think. right? I like the way you think. They're not. Yeah. They're just sitting there and and smoking this. Or not smoking cigarettes, but they're, like they're just chilling over here, like by the bar or whatever. And for me, I was like, "Where's the business owner? Where's the manager? Like, like if I was the manager, chop, like chop. guys, chop chop, like <laughs> you guys hanging out. This is just like your salespeople by the water cooler, right? The yep. strippers by the bar. Like no one's making any money here. Mm -mm. You guys aren't making money. The ownership's not making money." Go get it. What are we doing here? So this is, I'm, I'm thinking like optimal and like. Go get it. What are you there to do, right? Contacts, conversations, appointments. Like, that's right, very, yeah, I'm that's looking at very We nice. said, so, okay, this guy, by the way, this guy's a master salesperson, yeah. right? So let me ask you this. This is going to get good. This is, I told you this was going to go in a different direction, right? Yeah, very different. If you're coaching a stripper <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my. on sales, mm -hmm. 
What would you tell the stripper to do? I mean, I think the first thing, right? You just got to walk by people. You, you got to prospect. You got to you, you got to at least have an opportunity. What is prospecting? What is pro What would prospecting look like for a stripper in a club? Constantly walking. If you're not fulfilling, constantly walking. If you're not fulfilling, you're constantly walking, talking to each person, getting a whole bunch of rejections, right? Follow up. If the guys one of the things that we see, right? If How many I, no's should After they take? a few drinks, that yeah. no might turn into a yes, yeah. right? Right, or turn into a weaker no, and then you okay. can get right past that. Okay. Right, because like you could talk to a homeowner. It was like- mm, I like that weaker no. Right, yeah. you, you tell them like, hey, you know, you're probably uh, not interested in, a home, in an offer. They're like, no, right? Okay, that's a no, mm -hmm. right? And you talk to another one, you're probably not interested in an offer. Like, well, mm -hmm. no, not really. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a, mm -hmm. that's a weak yep, no. Exactly, mm -hmm. yeah. right? So as as a stripper, she should be going around mm -hmm. talking to them, and they get you get a hard no, hard no, softer no, and then that's when we start talking about you probably wouldn't be interested. Yeah, probably don't have time. You know, your friends are probably really busy. You're probably not interested. So All these things just go negative. Yeah, yeah, or even create um, scarcity, right? Mm -hmm. Like you know what I. I want, you know, I wish I could actually help mm -hmm. you out right now, but yeah. I got three guys that have been waiting on mm -hmm. me. And I mean, there's so many different ways you can right maneuver that. But so uh, for you strippers out there that listen to our show, where am I here? <laughs> right. It's like, no judgment. you just got it. No judgment, by the way. We love, wait, wait, no. Love we're not, no. Hustlers, no hustle, we love hustlers. We love hustlers. We love hustlers. I, I got no issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And I, you know, I, I label myself as, as a hustler. So uh, my man just gave you some game on how you can actually go from making, you know, the 100,000 that you're probably making right now to potentially 150 yeah. to 200,000 just yeah. by prospecting, right? Following up on the client. Mm -hmm. And uh, and when that you know that hard no turns into a weaker no, um, you get in, That's you get it. in. Now, how can that stripper? This is wait, we're like what's going on here? How can that stripper turn that twenty dollar tip into mm -hmm. a fifty dollar tip? Man, without uh, the physicality involved, of course, because you know that's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm trying to think, right? Like, uh, I'm I'm looking at you know reciprocity. I'm trying to think what what are the things that you can give. Okay, you know, uh, I, I can't I can't think of anything specifically, but I think. Uh, probably saying their name. How about I mean, there's, building there's, rapport? There's, there's a lot of lying. How about right? saying their name and building rapport? Yeah. Well, I think uh, I would say probably, yeah, building rapport, finding out more about them, right? Yeah. For you hustlers that are strippers out there, finding out more about them. Yeah. Like the more, what the, would that look like? The more, the, the more I listen to this, I'm like, man, it's, this it's is just, cool. This, this is, is like, but this is just like talking to sellers, right? I'm yeah, not relating yeah, strippers yeah. to sellers, but yeah. like, <laughs> but what I am saying okay, is like, this, so, it's the same, it's the same sales process. It, it really is. There's a everything. system that you can apply to everything. Internal system. Yeah. Every great salesperson has an internal, right? Embedded mm -hmm. sales process that they don't even, it's like, it's subconscious. It's second nature. It's built in. It's built in, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's wired in. So, all right, you're the stripper, mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. and you're this hot Asian stripper, mm -hmm. right? I'm the client there, yeah. and I'm at uh, uh, something on the river. What is that called? <laughs> Come on, man. Give me the name of the Miami store. You know, I don't know. You know okay, I don't want to promote nothing else. Yes. All right, all right. We don't have an affiliate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, affiliate link to the strip club downstairs. No. All right, so I'm the client. You're the stripper, and, um, you know, I my week no just turn into a lighter no, mm -hmm. then now you, I've acquired your services mm -hmm. and um, what what are you what are you whispering in my ear? What's a good looking guy like you doing here? Like, why aren't you- Fluff him up. Uh, why aren't you with all these other girls? Like, uh, you know, you shouldn't be here. Like, you're such a good looking dude. Um, you know, you're funny. Like, you hear that 
You're oh, funny. Right. What do you? How about this? I ready? Think we're all comedians ready? at ready? the club. <laughs> ready? Ready? Watch this. Watch this. Ready? Hold on. I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You're not uh, gonna do watch this. this watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Uh, what's your hear? name? What, okay, what's your name? Alex. My name's Steve. Steve, you know you can be Alex. <laughs> All right, that, Alex. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh man, that's a, such a strong name. Yeah. Have you seen Alexander the Great? Do you know who that is? <laughs> Do you have experience with? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Damn. You smell good. You smell. What is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. What is that? Right. So how do you how do you relate that to all right, all right. enough okay, enough okay. of this enough of this all right I'm like no, what's, how, what's that wallet dude what do you tell no, sellers <laughs> what do you no, tell dude. sellers you tell me they smell good no of course not of course not but you build rapport in other ways I mean you build okay, rapport so, how you so can. we say like you know what's a good looking guy like you right doing a place like this so what does that translate to to your house real estate is so sales? beautiful like this is an amazing home why like, would you ever why, sell this why would you mm. ever? see mm. there's so many correlations hello yeah. yeah and they're like oh well no this house isn't that great right so. It's, it's the same thing. Just telling them how awesome everything is, and they're like, "Well, maybe that's not quite right." I love this. How do you do it where it's genuine and people, you know, don't see like the uh, superficial, superficial, you know, just yeah. Phrases. So like, you don't want to seem inauthentic, right? Yeah. So if you don't want to say your house looks great, it's like I don't understand. Like, why are you even selling? Like, this is a great home. You've you been probably living made here for a lot of memories. Years. And yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand why you would ever consider selling your house to someone like me. Right. Mm. And mm. then they'll tell you, right? So I love that. You see, that's the thing about sales uh, people. And, and you know what? I, I want to say this because you have you and Max and uh, even some of our guys have become just amazing, amazing at what you do. You blow out everybody. You guys literally blow out everybody that's come before you guys because you guys are doing it right. It's mm-hmm. like you're doing it every day. And, uh, you know, the way I see it is like the top income earners in the world they're all, they, they all have sales skills. Oh, yeah. Have you not noticed that? Oh, I mean, one thing I see, is, it's disappointing to see, you know, you hear about it from time to time. Well, like, business owners will, like, destroy their companies because they're jealous of how much their salespeople are making, right? Wow. You know, like, their salespeople are making too much money. The sales guys are making more than I am as the owner. You know, I'm taking all the risk, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 and, yeah. Uh, and the sales guys making more money. And so they're like, we got to adjust the pay, the, the, the compensation. Mm-hmm. You guys are making too much money, right? And mm. what happens? They Demoralize your salespeople, they, they leave, and you go out of business. Yep. It, there is, yeah, when you, it's hard to go from, you know, a higher yeah. uh, commission to lower. Yeah. I mean, what, like, if I'm making like 60K base, right? And after commissions, I'm making like 150. And you come by and it's like, hey, you know what? You're making too much you're money. You're making too much money. So, like, after, you know, the new structure next year, you're going to be walking away like 90K. I'm out. I'm out. You've already had a taste of what you can do. They stretch yeah. that limit. Yeah. 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 Like, you're punishing me because so how, I'm really good at making you money. So, yeah. how do you do it? How do you do it right from the beginning where you. It's a win-win. Because what if 150 is too much for, and it doesn't work for the business? Well, I think if you structured it poorly, right? I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have to restart. But oftentimes, the the sales guy might make more than you. Like one sales guy might make more than you, right? right. Now you as a business owner, you need to get more sales guys, right? Because obviously you're profitable. If the yeah. sales guy's crushing it, you're gonna. You can't. Uh, there's yeah. an old saying that Sal used to say in the car industry: you can't go broke making a profit. Yeah, exactly. So you just got to get a couple more salespeople, right? Now you're collecting the profits from four guys versus one guy. Mm-hmm. So now you're not worried that this guy is making too much. Like, great. I want you to have a-, a, a If you make a million dollars, there's a strong possibility you brought in $10 million to this company. Yeah. I want you to win. Yeah. When you win, we win, right? Absolutely, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a saying, you know, it's uh, the only time you should look in your neighbor's bowl is to make sure they have enough food, mm. right? Like, that's it. Don't worry that someone's making too much money. That's yeah. when you get into, get into trouble. I love well, it. Absolutely. 
So let me let me uh, let let me ask you because this is something that we've been doing, Sal and I. Um, now, when we're when we're structuring a compensation plan, mm-hmm. we don't base it off one specific person. person. Remember? Yeah. We actually now is like, okay, this is what it's gonna be for this department. Mm-hmm. You see, and every everything has to plug into that compensation plan for that department. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We've made so many mistakes. If you ask them, I mean. That's this entire year. We just been talking about how like, oh man, this is not good. This is not good. This is not good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But but man, we we we've learned a lot in the process. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Right? Uh, so let me let me ask you this, man. You know, everybody knows. You know, Steve Trang launched uh, Real Estate Disruptors, amazing podcast. Um, you launched another podcast recently. It's just Disruptors, right? Yeah, Disruptors. Uh, we might. We, we what are you doing with that? that. Uh, Tell me why. Um, I wouldn't. I, I would say it's not gone the direction I wanted to go. Okay. And it wasn't getting kind of traction I wanted to get. Got it. And um, I got- how long, how long did you commit to it though before you- Oh, I did not commit to it very long. It oh. was, so it, it, it was definitely a, a, a failure on my part, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, we're looking at some other uh, things we can do to to get more traction. So we'll say we're gonna, we're gonna be doing a, a debate show, right? So instead of doing a whole separate podcast, we're gonna add a debate element uh, to, to our existing podcast. Yeah. Oh. Is there any way, would you ever rename Real Estate Disruptors to just Disruptors? Because uh, it already very, has all the momentum that you need the other one to gain? That's a very, very likely possibility. It only right. makes sense. Yeah. You already have the traction and momentum and it's just, you know, it's just evolution. Right. Yeah. yeah it's just evolution. And every, like, let's be honest here, man. Like every real estate investor, every real estate, you know, wholesaler, entrepreneur, we're entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're a wholesaler fix and flipper, buy and hold, like we are entrepreneurs. Yep. So your podcast, Real Estate Disruptors, would just evolve into an entrepreneur podcast, which yep. ultimately it's like, that's what everybody wants anyway. You wanna have a universal audience, product, yeah. universal yeah. audience, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when, when do you think that you might start looking into that? Uh, well, it's been on our mind for a while. Mm-hmm. So you just gotta figure out when's the right time to do that. I think you just make a couple announcements and I mm-hmm. think everybody would, you know, and you, you're still gonna bring on real estate people, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? No, it would probably be more of like a, a a segment or like a channel of it. You know, it's kinda like Wholesaling Inc's got like nine different talent. Verticals, yeah. Yeah, mm. right, it probably, that's probably the evolution we're gonna go. There you go, I love that, I love that. So, okay, we got into strippers, we got into sales, we got into podcasting, um, Steve Trang. You know, give us a little bit of your background and upbringing, man. What does that look like? What did it look like? For, are you from Phoenix? Uh, so, again, going to cause some problems politically, right? Um, so, <laughs> we don't worry. This is a safe space. We safe got the zone. we got yeah. the crystals. We got you know everything we is can good. Trust here. everyone here. <laughs> yeah, everybody's and, and good. And YouTube and Facebook. It's Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, everyone on the social. So, uh, so my grandparents, uh, they were all you know, all four uh, were born and raised in China. Mm-hmm. Right. What part? Uh, uh, Fujian is the southeastern part of it. This is it like a small town? Um, it's a no. It's a it's a decent size, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you know we had the communist revolution occur. So my wow. my my grandparents were merchants, right? They're both. But you guys lost, under, right? Because it's well, still communist, right? Oh yeah. So, so you guys lost. So they fled. Okay. Right. So they fled to Vietnam, right? And Man. started anew, started more businesses, right? My grandfather on my mom's side uh, was. Uh, selling metal, uh, and then my grandparents on my dad's side was selling jewelry. Amazing. Again, successful business owners. Communism takes over. They flee. Vietnam? Wow. Flee Vietnam, they come here. So, no, I'm saying, so communism spread from China to, Vietnam. is that North how, Vietnam? How did, how did the process go as a business owner? Do they just take a 
bigger cut. Like I, I'm no like capitalism is evil, right? And yeah. communism, capitalism is evil. So like you're not doing this. Like you, you will do. Wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa! You're saying like they had to shut down you, they the metal business. business. They yeah. take the skill set. They're yeah. like, hey, we know that you're very, you're a very skilled entrepreneur, and you can actually, you know, help the economy and help so many other lives. But right. sorry, you're just get back in line. Yeah, like you go do whatever we tell you to do. Right. That's and what kinda, what does that look like? Like, what do they want you to do? Uh, I mean, it could be whatever, whatever some bureaucrat thousands of miles away is decided is the best use of whatever the government needs the most for me, right? It's not like, where are you the best at? Like, what do we need more of, right? If they need more farmers, if they need more uh, fishermen or whatever, right? You get, they, they decide what your future is, which so my family had not, no desire to play that part. Yeah. So they fled and they came here. So I was born in a refugee camp in Italy. Wow. Right? You're came Italian. Here. Italian, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so came here when I was seven months old and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because, you know, there's a little bit of me that's kind of fearful. It's like, saw this happen before, saw this happen again. Kind of feel like this movie might be happening again. But, uh, but, but have you seen what's going on lately? The tide's turning. The tide's turning. The, have you not? The tide's turning, but I. I from, 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 from the society part. The Americans may no longer like it, but the powers that be right i mean yeah. blackrock and vanguard and all these hedge funds all, like they literally own every company yeah right so yeah. who knows where this goes anyway mm -hmm. so i grew up here poor right mobile home park um here in phoenix in phoenix in tempe actually i took a picture of it uh so you know where the the tesla is in tempe yeah of university yep yep mm. yep so uh, across from it was the mobile home park uh that i lived in right so i uh, grew up here did the asian thing Right, get good grades. The Asian thing. Yeah, be good. You're good at math. Yeah, be good at math. Actually, that's why I became an engineer. Right. There you go. Uh, went to ASU, got my degree. Went to uh, in, uh, went to UC San Diego, got my master's degree in electrical engineering. Wow. Uh, worked at Intel for three and a half years, and like mm -hmm. a lot of other people, right? You read Rich Dad Poor Dad, and it flips your whole world upside down. Wow. Something, something just clicks. Something it's, clicks. When did you read that book? Um, I want to say 2005, 2006. Sometime okay. around there. And then when did you get into real estate? Uh, well, I started buying rental properties in 2006. And then I quit uh, your job. my job in 2007. What was the most amount of money you made at your job in a year? <sighs> 85000 which at the time- Why'd you laugh? Was everything. Was a lot. Yeah. Well, because now I was like, yeah. really? Like, get out of here with that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. if I'm not making that in a month, it's like, man, what, what are we doing here, What guys? are we doing, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> no, uh, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah. But at that time, though, and I-, I I still remember like it was hard for me to quit not because I wanted to leave it was because I was working 25 hours a week doing whatever I wanted you know uh even though Intel has a has a reputation everyone has to work a lot of hours like you know you're working 50 60 hours a week it's not true I was well it's true for most people I was working 25 hours a week you know I was rolling in late I was taking long lunches um oh you were you were so you were attached to the comfortability of that job because it didn't really affect you. Like it didn't really affect, well, you thought, you believed that it didn't really affect you with what you were trying to do outside of that job. You're like, yeah. I don't have to quit this job because that happened to one of our mentees. Did you feel boxed in? Well, no. No, no, no. I can't wait to talk about this. No, no, watch. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give you my feedback on that because I've seen it, but go ahead. So, Well, so for me, it was the fact that I have this amazing life. I mean, it is posh, right? I can do whatever I want. I don't have any worries. I got vacation, insurance, all, this, all these other things. So when it was hard for me to quit, not because I didn't want to quit, because there are so many people in my life that want what I had 
and I'm like, this is this is not worth yeah, it. Yeah. Right. So it's it's some sort of guilt. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like I have something that's awesome. Being ungrateful. Yeah. Right. Like I should be grateful yeah. for this. Mm-hmm. I should be satisfied with this. Why is this not good enough for me? Who am I? Mm-hmm. To think that be yeah, okay right? would this. you say especially people like that were close to you like maybe family and friends like you know that um the feedback or the narrative was coming back from a lot of people in your mm-hmm. circle at that time oh well, yeah i mean some of them are like well, how could you walk away from this yeah. right i had so many people say that and on all of this out of love right ignorant love but out of love from everybody they're like you shouldn't leave this is good you got a great situation right so there's only two people that are like say you should do it mm. uh my best friend um and my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time. Wow. Right? Those are the only two people like, yeah, you should do it. Everyone else was like, you're an idiot. You're a maniac. What do you think? How can of course. you throw this away? They were projecting their own, you know, uncertainties fears and their own fears on you. Yeah. For sure. Um, that uh, It's funny, but back in 2013, 2014, um, and I love my, my father-in-law, but when I told him that my plans were to leave my job that I had for over a decade... Um, at that point, we already had, you know, I was uh, engaged to his his, his um, daughter and we already had my uh, one of my daughters. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he, he's you have to understand this guy's the most loving person, you know, Joe. Yeah. Right. But wholehearted. Gen. He's been working for City of Phoenix for like 20 something years. Right. So what does he know? Right. Out of love, he's going to tell me what he thinks from his experience. His normal. Exactly. Well, his normal. He's like, I remember I was on the couch in his living room and he says, are you sure you want to do that? What about your health insurance and your mm-hmm. retirement plan? What about my daughter? What about my granddaughter? Mm-hmm. Right? But he didn't really like stay in. He just, he was trying to give me advice. Right? right? It wasn't like, don't do that. It was mm-hmm. just like, are you sure? Right? Mm-hmm. Um, he was one of the many people that questioned it when I was like, hey, I plan on leaving this job and just going out into the world. You know what I mean? Right. So I understand where that's coming from. But the other part that I wanted to ask you in regards to that whole situation is, one of our friends and mentees, Vic, you know Vic, Big Vic, he's a beautiful soul. You know Vic. Vic Heredia? Yeah. Yeah, shout out to Vic. He had a job just like you. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember this? He had oh, like- Oh yeah, I've met him he, at his For office. what, three, four years, right? Yeah. Three, four years, he's like, brother, but I, I only got to work like an hour a day and you know, I'm making, this is how he sounds. That's exactly making, how he sounds, right? the produce company. Well, yeah. I, only want, I only got to work like a, oh, I'm trying to- <laughs> I just hung out with him two days ago, yeah, uh, it's funny. Uh, uh, an hour a day and you know, I don't really have to do much, <laughs> right? He's like, you know, but I was like, Vic, you know, you may not feel like it's um, affecting you, mm-hmm. you know, but it is, it, it's still there. Like that, you know, mental real estate or emotional real estate, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's still taking some percentage of you, right? whether it's 5% or 10% yeah. or 20%, it's still there on your- You're not 100% in, you know? you're not all in. Exactly, exactly. So um, I told him, I told him that too. I kept telling him over and over and over. I said, hey man, <laughs> I said, name me one massively successful entrepreneur that still has a job, you know what I mean? Yeah. That still has a, that's still working for someone else, you know? Right. And he finally made the leap, by the way. I think it was last year sometime. So um, I could see why, you know, you would be attached mm-hmm. to that job because it took them, it was almost like pulling teeth, right? Yeah. I was supposed to leave my job like six months into, I already had my reserves, I had deals in the pipeline, and him and Jalen and Sal were like, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. I was so scared to put in my two-week notice. And then when I put in my two-week notice, they, they're like, well, can you give us 30 days? If I could do that all over again, 
I would have I would have burned the bridge right there mm-hmm. and then. I would I'm never I'm never going to come back to work. I'm never going to have another job. But you don't know what you don't know at that time. You don't know right. if it's going to work out or not. You know, you, you don't no know idea. if you ever have to come back to a job, you know, to provide for your family, but if I can do it all over again, because brother, I tell you this, for anybody out there that's listening, when you are shifting and transitioning into entrepreneurship and your job says give me a two week or give me a 30 day, okay, maybe a two week, but anything past that it's not worth it. And let me tell you why. Dangle the carrot. They made me, do, like I went from like being one of the head honchos, they had me going and marketing into these like junkyards. Like they were like, this is what you're gonna do for the last 30 days. So like trying we to don't trust you, so you point. don't have access to any type of system or money, mm-hmm. right? You're gonna be out there like a dog. Mm-hmm. And if they're hearing, I apologize, but this is the truth. This is what happened. You're gonna be out there like a dog in South Phoenix, where all the junkyards are, like on Buckeye and 35th yeah. and all, mm-hmm. and Broadway, and going from junkyard to junkyard to junkyard to junkyard, trying to get us business uh, in 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 this other uh, department that we launched. You know what, brother? I hum I humbly uh, didn't. I was like, you know what? Because uh, I've always been that kind of guy, right? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a team player. I'll do whatever you ask me to do. But not because of ego or pride. But if I had to do that all over again. I would have just left. Yeah, I would have just left. How did your exit happen? So I, ta- I, I go to my boss Friday at four o'clock. He's not there, so I leave a note like, "Hey, you know, stop by my thing." And he knew exactly. Stop by your way, like stop by my cu- cubicle. Stop by my cubicle, right? Okay. My hotel. And uh, he comes by my cubicle. He's like, "All right, what is it?" Because he knows, right? So I didn't know this, right? But it makes sense. Was it when people okay. quit? You were leaving because of the the, the agency side. At yeah, that I was time? gonna. Yeah, I was become a realtor. Okay. Right? Uh, so. Uh, he's like, you know, can we can we talk? He's like, I already know where this is going. You know, you're gonna quit. It's like, okay, well, he's like, <laughs> so he asked me like, you know, what what your plans are, or this and that. And I was like, look, here's the thing. You know, I want more. You know, like I I, I want stupid things like fancier cars. Like, this is just honestly, right? Yeah. And he's he, and he said like, you know, Steve, like I think it's a big mistake for you to leave, mm. right? And I respect him. Right? I, I, what he said to me was like, mm. I think you're making a mistake to leave because I honestly saw you eventually being one of the vps at intel eventually right so Car- they do dangle some carrots after yeah. you're trying to quit where but, was where, where is all this when you're there and you're not quitting well they had just given me like a big promotion and, and, and a big raise so when he's like well what would it take for you to stay right that's what they asked me i was like i mean oh, man. probably like two hundred thousand a year he's like oh i wish you the best of luck out there yeah yep <laughs> but even yeah. thank god right yeah it, oh it, absolutely absolutely for every oh, by the way for anybody out there, and this is, again, man, I love sharing. Like, I pour, when I pour into people, it's because I went through it. You know what yeah. I mean? For anybody out there, when you're making a transition into entrepreneurship, this is what corporate America is going to do to you when you go and tell mm-hmm. them that you're making this big move. They're going to dangle these little carrots. Can I use this as a carrot? Yep. They're going to literally dangle this little carrot, mm-hmm. right? And they're going to say, well, what if we give you a raise? Mm-hmm. What if we promote you, mm-hmm. right? What if we give you more responsibility, more vacation, you know, more vacation, right? right. Whatever, you know what I mean. More, uh, we'll contribute more to your, towards your IRA. They start dangling all these little cares that they weren't dangling at you, right? When you weren't trying to quit, yeah. Like, where was that at? Why does it always happen that way? Well, and what's even worse, right, is if they convince you to stay, the next layoff, you're first off that, you're first on that list, right? Mm. The next round of layoffs, you're the first guy on that list. They gauge the, the gauge dedication, loyalty. loyalty. Yeah. Wow. Let me ask you this: Do you believe? Not, uh, what percentage from you know, m- m- you know, one percent to a hundred percent? 
What percentage do you truly believe that when it comes to corporate America, like, do companies really care about their employees? Or are they just another uh, number? They, or are they are they just an, another number in the assembly line? If they're a corporation, I would say probably maybe like two, one or two percent Boom. care about their employees. And you worked for a big corporation. I worked for a big corporation, yeah. I mean, like, my managers cared, but, like, CEO, he doesn't care. Right? He doesn't even know who right? you are. He's, he's accountable to the shareholders. I mean, if you look at all the great companies, they're actually the ones that do care about their employees, right? Like Southwest, Costco. Google. Uh, Google. I'm not sure about Google. Well, they have all kinds of perks and things. Yeah, yeah. but that, that, that's- Amazon. Uh, I would say, no, Amazon, like, they, they have, instead of having AC units, they have, like, EMTs on standby. Right in oh some of these God. warehouses, oh yeah. So like, if you look at, uh, but they gave you stocks. They give you stocks. Amazon gives you stocks. But I would say like Nordstroms, risk like places where you are happy to go to. The reason why is because the company is the nice culture. to the employees. If the company's nice to employees, employees will be nice to you. So those are the very few places. But otherwise, they're accountable to the shareholders. They're not accountable to the employees. Yeah, Starbucks makes me feel good. You know, I feel like you know there are actually. There, I would say Starbucks is one of the that Starbucks, best yeah, just um, the Dutch brothers, yeah, Dutch, Dutch brothers. Yeah, they're yeah. always happy. Chick Fil A, like they're awesome, right? Yeah, I think like In and Out's hit or miss sometimes. I'm not. I, I don't. I don't eat it. It's a great burger. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Up for debate. Animal Next style. Episode. Animal style. <laughs> so, all right, we 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 found out who Steve Trang. You know your upbringing, who who that person was. Mm-hmm. We found out how you started making your transition into entrepreneurship through the agency side, right? Yep. When, when, and where did you say, you know what? I think I want to become a full blown like real estate investor slash wholesaler. You know, it was when I um, started marketing uh, to on Google to find uh, homeowners, mm-hmm. and um, I was trying to get more listings as a realtor, and so I ran my own pay per click campaign. Right, I don't have Magnus like you guys do, mm-hmm. right? So I was doing my own pay per click campaign. This yep. is back in twenty eleven. Wow, and, that's uh, early. That's early for, for well, so back Google then, ads. right? It was, it was two, probably only Sean Terry doing it. It was me and Sean right? Terry. So it was two dollars a click and twelve dollars a lead. Oh my Like I would gosh. literally, if you asked me to to go murder somebody, I would right now if I can get that back. You know, like <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I would sell everything I have and just I, everything, right? Everything. And so at that time, it was just me and Sean Terry. But here's the thing, right? I'm trying to get like you know, sell my house, sell my house fast, sell my house now. Like these are the the, the, the keywords, yeah, right. But the results for those keywords were not realtor sites. They were Sean Terry with the grandma, you know, on top. You guys remember his like security title or whatever. Yeah. That same video he used like for millions of impressions. So what I did at that time was um, I copied his website, right? Yep. Engineering background, copied his website, uh, copied all his Google ads, and I copied all his keywords because there were tools back then. I think they probably still exist. We can literally download someone else's campaign. And yep. Add them to yours. Yep. Wow. So I did all that. And I'll go to these appointments and I was like, no, 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 you don't really want to cash off. Like, you want to list it, right? <laughs> what? Yeah. So Just I was getting more money. Yeah. I can get you more money, right? Because I was yeah. I was wearing the realtor hat at this time. And I had a I had a few homeowners bully me into like buying their houses. Oh my uh, God. Right? Best Best thing ever happened. Yeah. So I was taking it away. It's like, no, no, you don't want me to buy it. They're like, no, I want you to buy it. It's like, no. Take it. Yeah. So they forced me to buy their houses. So uh after we bought, I want to say, uh, Eight or nine houses, like okay, this is this is the this move. This is yeah. This makes way more sense. Yeah, yeah. than the three yeah. percent. Yeah, right, right. 
What, well, because I had the, con- the, the 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 conflict for those that are watching that are also licensed realtors. Mm-hmm. The initial conflict is like my job, my responsibility is to get the homeowner same, the most amount of money possible. For sure, that's drilled into you, right? Fiduciary and this and that. Like it's it's yep, it's it, it's hammered into you. Absolutely. Right? But in the real world, mm-hmm. not everyone cares about price. Now, ninety plus percent do. Do for sure. Right. Ninety five, ninety seven. They say. Yeah, but. The two, three, four percent that just want it done—they value convenience. They value convenience. They don't. They don't care. have time. Yeah, they, they don't, don't have, have time now. Yeah. And so that was the part that I wasn't understanding. And once I understood that, man, I wish I figured it out earlier. Right back when right. the leads were so freaking cheap. Twelve dollars is. I mean, I'm still fixating on that. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. This change. This Sean brings, Terry screwed that up. <laughs> this brings me to my next question because a lot of realtors, um, they struggle. They struggle with that transition. They struggle taking their realtor hat off mm-hmm. and getting and their, putting investor. their investor hat on, mm-hmm. right? You know, what advice would you give to realtors out there that, you know, want to become investors, yeah. and, but they just, you know, they, they've attached their entire identity and, yeah. you know, and that's the key. You said right the, there, their identity. identity. Okay. Yeah. T- right. What advice would you give those people? You got to be a problem solver. You can't be, a, you're not a realtor, you're a problem solver. Boom. Yep. Right. And Boom. so, you know, what I do, so, when I was going on my own, I would go out there and I run the appointment and I was just like, ask a bunch of questions, figure out what's going on, building rapport. Like we talked about earlier. Yep. And I said, you know, Alex, it sounds like you're trying to get this, the most amount of money for your house possible. And you're going to look at me and it's like, yeah, I'm not an idiot. It's like, yeah, I thought that's what I thought too. Can I show you how? And then I would pivot to a listing appointment, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, Hey, you know, Alex, given the conversation we had so far, kind of sounds like you want this done right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, aren't you listening? It's like, yeah, I also just want to make sure. And then I would pivot to talking about making a cash offer. So either way, you're, you're pivoting. Yeah, right. But I would go in there with a blank slate, just there to solve a problem. Like, how can I solve Alex's problem? And then once we've diagnosed the problem, now I can prescribe the right do, you, do you feel like if a realtor goes to an appointment, like it's like listing or nothing? Like it's that well, type of mentality? Well, absolutely. That, realtors, that it's, it's, it's listing or nothing. It's, uh, it's oftentimes pretty brutal. You know, it's, uh, it's adversarial. You know, like they're friendly people for the most part, but it's very adversarial, right? It's not necessarily a solve your problem approach. Correct. Um, so what I've learned, and you know, realtors are going to hate me for this. Um, I think most realtors are naturally bad salespeople. Uh, they're great at marketing though, right? Yep. If you can market and get someone to pick up the phone, selling them, getting them across the finish line to sign the listing and so on, that's not that hard if your marketing is really effective. Because a numbers game at that point. It's a numbers right? game. Yeah. Right. If you spend enough marketing, you get enough appointments. Right. You'll get the, the listings and, and you get the sales. Yep. But most of them aren't good at sales. Most of them just show up and like, you know, they're your yeah. friend. I can list this for you. So how long have you had your brokerage? Uh, we launched it in 2013. So 2013. what is it under? What What's the brokerage name? Uh, Stunning Homes Realty. Stunning Homes. How many agents now? Uh, we're about 90 agents. 90 agents. Yeah. What do you? What have you seen from like 2013 to now with? Mm-hmm the i buyers and uh you know tech companies kind of taking over that space and the funds and the funds and the um fund. yeah i mean they definitely make it a lot more uh a lot more difficult like one percent like listings like and all that 72 uh, hours sold and all that one uh, percent flat listings. fee 1500 flat, flat fees. fee like, i mean there's so fee, much stuff out there going on it sounds were, sexy were right concerned. but what's the truth about all that uh i mean i think there's a market for flat fees right but they don't know right like if i told you hey like um you can go get this at walmart Yep. If I say this, Alex signs like, "Hey, you can go get this at Walmart." You're like, I'm not going to Walmart, right? But that's what you're getting. You're getting Walmart service. You go with a flat fee listing, right? Right. You go on Nordstrom service. You go with a full service listing, right? Yeah. Full commission listing. So 
There are people. You mean like Target? Uh, it's like because no, you Nordstrom. Walmart. Nordstrom. I'm giving you no, Nordstrom. Nordstrom is a clothing company. Right. But I was talking about as far as quality of service. Yeah. Walmart and Target. Yeah. Okay. But okay, serious question though. Do you think with the way the market is just booming right now, do you think it it matters? I know I I you know everybody will have their opinion on mm-hmm. it, but to the normal homeowner like that they know they can get top dollar. Like, how essential is the quality of service? Oh, I would say it's absolutely critical. And here's the reason why. So, you ever been in a situation where you didn't know what you needed until you needed it? Yeah, yeah right? absolutely. Yeah, like a gun. I'm yeah. joking. Uh, hey, <laughs> right. But there are situations Hello, where, like, right? I, I wish yeah. I, I wish I had this uh, tool available to me. So, very true. Ninety percent, maybe eighty percent of transactions really smooth. It's really simple, mm-hmm. right? But there are these times where it's really critical that you have the right person operating, the right person involved, and that's where the 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 expertise plays a factor, right? It's like, um, if you go with me, I mean, I don't do listings anymore, but I can negotiate a way higher offer for you, right? Than some person that does one or two deals a year, right? And that's kind of what you're looking at. Like one of the things we always talk about is like, hey, you know, you're looking at you're you're comparing this, me and this person. Hey, I respect that. You know, you got you got to do what you got to do. You got do your research. Uh, let me ask you, Alex, uh, if you were to, if your son today need right. to go see a, a heart surgeon, are you going to go with a heart surgeon that's doing one or two, one or two a year. operations a year or just came out of medical school? Or do you want the guy that's doing two or three a day? Yeah, 100%. Right? Yeah. And th- and that's that conversation you need to have to explain like the value you would get. So I, I wholeheartedly believe it could be biased, uh, but I wholeheartedly believe that you get what you pay for. Absolutely. Do you, uh, do you anticipate any disruption with the disruption <laughs> with disruptors, uh, disruption with the NFT thing going on? I think NFT, I mean, I, I think this is going to change so many things. So, have you seen or heard what's going on? Yeah. Have you seen or heard anything or, or, you know, kind of just, uh, come to, to find out things that are maybe headed that way. Cause I've heard like the NFT, uh, you know, concept may take over like title ownership and deeds and. Oh, I think that's I, I think that's a few years away. I'm actively looking into yeah. it, uh, but I think that's still a few years away. Not because it'd be hard to do, but because there's so many people that would be against it, right? There's so right. much money there. You, you own a title company. I as do well, own a right? title company. So, yeah, I mean, I don't. You have the knowledge of what it actually takes to yeah. to run one. Like, do you really believe in a few years that that will be a thing? Uh, if it's going to happen anywhere, it's going to happen in Phoenix first because we, we're, we're the hotbed for everything. But, mm-hmm. you know, our data is so good. Like, you and I, we can, we can close on a house tomorrow, right? If it's got clean title, we can close yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Most of the country's not that way, you know? We're, we, we're, we're buying in Oklahoma. as a four-month close. Like, why does it take four oh months? To, why? The title know. companies? Yeah. We've, we've, closed, we've, we've had surveys. Uh, yeah. No. You know, the everything is written. You got to find this yep. person, right? It's not yep. all in one. Wow. We've done same day closings here before. Yeah. 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 I, I have heard deals. of that uh, happening throughout the country. Yeah. So, uh, I think if it's going to happen with blockchain title, I think it'll probably start here. And like I said, I'm actively looking into it. Uh, cause, uh, that's huge. If I could yeah. be a leader in that, right. You yeah. could be the first guy, right. I mean, how much advantage you have. Uh, but the NFT here's, here's where, um, do you guys play, you know, Fortnite, World of Warcraft, any of this other stuff? Or have see other my my here. um or, my or, uh, or kids play Roblox Roblox Ro- right Roblox yeah. right and you, and your kids asking for money to buy Ro- well they ask the for outfit, they ask they ask for Robux Robux they use Robux right? is used to use, buy NFTs they're NFTs so they buy but they, they're they're not... Ro- Robux is crypto mm-hmm. and then um the accessories that they buy are the NFTs exactly yeah I know right. I know yeah. the I know their little meta metaverse already right I've studied it yeah so that's yeah. exactly what's gonna happen so here's uh, what happened, I want to say, in the last uh, week or two, right, is the, right. the Currys, they just came out. 
right? Steph yeah. Curry? Steph Curry, yeah. The yeah. new shoes, right? You can buy them at the store, Nike, wherever. Do you like Steph Curry? Uh, I love Steph Curry. That's my guy. Um, we just created an NFT of Steph Curry. Yeah. Did you see it? I did not. We'll show him after. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, so he's the first one, though, that has his shoes, but then also has the NFT of them on Sandbox, uh, 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 the Land, um, and, yep. uh, and uh, the Facebook uh, whatever Meta. Metaverse. Yeah. Whatever, mm-hmm. whatever they call their thing. Right? So you can buy his shoe to wear, to play basketball, style, whatever. You can also wear his shoe online. You can buy it and you can resell it. Now, I don't know what the resale value is going to be. It's probably not very good. But the fact that people are buying an NFT of a shoe Mm -hmm. now. So, like, this is the first time where it actually makes sense as a person to take U.S. dollars to buy crypto to outfit your person and you can resell it. And then every time he sells that shoe, whoever sells that shoe to somebody else, you get to cut forever. Royalties. Royalties. Yeah, I, I I was watching a podcast with Gary Vee, and he's doing like 300K a day in yeah. royalties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you that's seen a, uh, Ready Player One? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's happening. I've seen that twice. Um, have you seen Ready Player One? Yeah, I have. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. yeah. And there's a, there's a bunch of other... Um, it's crazy how these movies, right? Like they, It's like a big joke. Like, the movies tell the future, right? Mm-hmm. Like, somebody already thought of this whole universe, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they bring it out in, like, form of the Matrix or Ready Player One. And, and everybody just is, like, oversight, right? It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's cool, you know? Right. But it really ends up happening. It's going to happen. Right? Like, remember Back to the Future, and we're like, oh, man, those look cool. Like, you know, the hoverboards. And, like, there's literally kind of hoverboards now, you know? Yeah, like, finally. Uh, these things actually happen, yeah. you know? Great to see. I wanted to get back into a little bit of, um, you know, real estate agents. And, and one of the biggest, biggest questions that I've always had, I don't think we ever had a real estate agent here. Maybe we have. Maybe they are, but maybe they're not. I don't know. Not a professional like Yeah, not a, not a professional like you when it comes to a real estate agent. Why do 99% of real estate agents not answer their phones? What, what's going on? <laughs> what, what, so, what, please. Um, I would say the same... The person that's a licensed realtor, it's, it's funny, right? Because how much like wholesalers and realtors like, don't like each other, right? They're the same person. Oh, my goodness. They're the same profile, right? Um, high Ds, high Is, right? Uh, not process-oriented, mm-hmm. uh, not detail-oriented, mm-hmm. right? So they're the same people. So I would look at the same way when, you know, you're trying to build a buyer's list and you're calling them, we buy houses, uh, p- uh, cardboards right. and, you know, mm-hmm. bandit signs mm-hmm. and they don't answer the phone. Yeah, you mm-hmm. do voicemail. They don't answer. You're like, call you, like, why, why don't aren't you, you answering? That's the yeah. uh, same thing with realtors. I mean, it's just, you're talking to another human being that's not detail oriented, is always flying, always rushing from one appointment to another appointment, always late. Uh, but there's always got a thousand things going on in their heads. So, um, just like we're talking about entrepreneurs, you know, um, uh, a lot of like salespeople, business owners, we all have some version of ADD, and yeah. and realtors are the same thing. They're just a little bit sno- uh, snottier. No, it's not snobbier, right? Mm. They're a little bit more elitist, but mm-hmm. beyond that, they really are the same person. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's and I think that's the that. reason why they hate each other is because how similar they are. It's like yeah. Catholics and Protestants. It's like because they're so close, that's why they hate each other so much. Yeah, yeah. I have called a lot of bandit signs, and uh, people don't answer as well. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I would agree. Never with made that. sense to me. Never yeah. made sense to but me. But if they did, imagine what happens to their business. But what about, like, so I think about that. I'm like, okay, if they can't answer, why don't they, like, do you teach or train your agents to, like, delegate to, like, a virtual assistant? Oh, absolutely. Or, yeah. Or so somebody, our or receptionist or something? So we have only, like I said, 90 agents, right? But we have almost 1% market share. Like, our 
teams kick ass, right? Wow. Everyone, 98 stunning, stunning homes. Yeah, wow. yeah I mean, we crush it That's right? incredible. as a brokerage. Yeah. And so, because I've been coaching these guys forever, and like this is before even like you know the podcast, I've been coaching these guys forever. And yeah, we have processes. We have, you know, who takes like, inbound calls? Are we using a CRM? Are we following up? What's your uh, follow up campaign look like? Right? Are you having regular client events? Do you have regular contacts? Like we do have processes for right. the realtors, just like we have uh, for the wholesaling space. Now, the wholesaling space is process is built out way better yeah. right i still remember um you know uh don um costa um uh, the the sierra uh, don um um beast mode beast mode yeah yeah don uh is it don ross don donald ross maybe yeah. maybe yeah, i don't don, know yeah yeah they were in a mastermind with them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, I, I briefly remember him He's i remember guy, he yeah. gave me the, the the walkthrough on beast mode crm right in yeah. 2018 mm-hmm and then I was like, holy crap. Even as a former engineer? Even as a former engineer. Like, well, wow. I was just looking at the follow-up process, right? I was like, yeah. wow, you guys have like a built-in follow-up process. Like, it's really hard for a lead to fall through the cracks, right? Using Podio. So like, we're using Follow Boss, Commissions Inc. Yeah, Follow Follow-up Boss is huge for real realtors, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Right, and it's great, right? And I've even used Infusionsoft for a while to run my business. Um, but watching what Don did with, with, with Beast Mode, right. right? It's like, this is a whole nother level. So. There are processes and follow-ups and systems and places, but not at the same level as, wow. as wholesaling. Let me, let me ask you this. Um, have you heard of eXp? Of course I have. Okay. What do you think of their MEMM model? Uh, you're talking about the- uh, Multi-economic monetization model. Yeah, I mean, because they got is. they got the Cardones, you know, mm-hmm. riding with them now. Mm-hmm. They got um, uh, Brian, is it Brian Kuhain? Kuhain? Stephen Graham. Yep. Yeah, they they got. I mean, they are taking over the world. I heard yeah. they have like seventy thousand um, oh, yeah. agents. Man, yeah. what's going on? Uh, well, I mean, it's like every great MLM, right? Like, uh, it, you get paid to bring people in. So, uh, I I think it's just like every MLM. You know, if you start at the top, you wait, 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 but good. it's not an MLM. How is it not? An MLM? It's an M E M M. And now you can tell something's not. It's a multi-economic monetization well, based on model. You, Run, show me. Talk to me. How do you know something? How do you know a company is an MLM? Uh, when they say almost, the word, almost pyramid. When they say it's not an MLM, if they have to defend it, it's not an MLM. It's an MLM. <laughs> Herbalife. Herbalife's an MLM. Um, Verve. Has anyone ever said that you're an MLM? HCN. No, no. So I know you're not an MLM. Okay. Right. If you didn't have to defend it, right? We're not saying we wouldn't. Not to make sense. <laughs> We're, yeah. yeah. We but might turn our e-commerce e-commerce yeah, business into, into um, EMM. Yeah. So, not an MLM. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think what they did is genius, right? I mean. Part of me is like envious. I wish I had came up with that idea. Right? It's brilliant. Well, um, you can still do it if you wanted to. I could, uh, but yeah. it's not. It's not a priority. Pioneer. Yeah, yeah I get yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think what they're doing is great. Um, they actually. How does that work, by the way? Talk to me. Like, have you heard? Have you like on the agent the, side? Like, yeah, you bring somebody and you get a hundred bucks. What's like, their What's their focus? Oh, is it no, deals no, or is it bringing people in? Oh, their focus is recruiting, right? Yeah. So there's a few producers, but for the most part, your 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 job is to recruit producers, but you're also getting those producers to recruit. So it's like, you know, like, can you imagine uh, if you gave, if you hire somebody, it's like, by the way, you have two different jobs and you have to keep going back and forth. All right, you need to build your business. Also, you need to go recruit. All you gotta build your business, you gotta recruit. And that's- But the incentive on. of recruiting is that that becomes kind of residual for you. Oh, absolutely, right? I mean, the 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 dream they sell, which I think is crap, Uh-oh. Uh, is that you can eventually retire, right? Like. If you build out this re- this thing on residuals, on the residuals, you can retire. Guess what? When you retire, you're not actively involved. Who's following you, right? 
if you if you brought me in under your umbrella, right? Yep. Because you're gonna help me grow my business, and then you right after you retired, you're traveling the world. It's like, hey, Alex, I think that's awesome. That's fantastic. I'm happy for you. But uh, you told me you were gonna help me grow my business, and you're not yeah. here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm leaving. Mm. I'm in your downline. Your residual is getting cut. Yeah. Like this idea that your residual It'll will go bleed forever. Slowly and slowly. Yeah. But what if that person leaves a very qualified trained individual mm-hmm. to take over and you know there's, there's no different there's angles. no succession plan. Like, this is a, this is a pyramid scheme. Like this is there's no succession plan. Right. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to ask uh, we have Ryan to we have question. to dig a little deeper. We yeah. have to dig a little deeper into that. Um let's talk about family, man. That's something we haven't really uh addressed. You know, what what does that look like at home? You got your wife mm-hmm. and you got two daughters, right? Three, Three daughters. Three daughters. Right. You got your wife and you got three daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, right? Because this is, let, let's be 100% honest here. A lot of entrepreneurs struggle. They struggle with offsetting, you know, mm-hmm. right? They struggle with like, you know, they'll they'll give 80% to their business and then they'll give 20% to their family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you find that happy medium to where wife and your daughters feel like they still have daddy involved yeah. and daddy still cares and daddy still loves them every day. Like wh- what do you do to offset that? Uh, so there's two different things. Uh, first you have clarity of purpose, right? You have to know what, what's important to you, right? Cause if you don't know what's important to you, then you're just kind of going. How do you find out what's important yeah. to you for someone? Lost? Um, I think you sit down and, and you ask, you ask yourself what's important. Why is it important? Or maybe you talk to a friend, right? They talk about the, the seven whys, right? Like, Hey, you know, what are you, what are you trying to do? I want to make more money. Why? So I can uh, support my family. Why? Why? Because when I grew up, I, we didn't have enough food. Why? Well, you know, my dad wasn't there and blah, blah, blah. Why? Right? So you go do that enough and then yeah, you well, find, uh, you find like your true purpose, right? That's the first thing. And it's going to get really raw. It's going to get really deep, right? So ask yourself enough yeah. whys, you'll find out ask why. Ask yourself enough or, or ask someone that you don't know well, right? Mm. You can't have someone that knows you well because they'll kind of bias it. Uh, so that's the first thing. Second thing, and I learned this uh, from my mentor, uh, Darren Hardy, is that most people build their business, right? Like, here's my business, here's what it looks like, and they'll fit their life wherever they can fit yep. it, right? Yep. Me, right, I've designed my ideal life, and I'll fit my business around it, around it that. fits. Wow. Right? So my calendar is family first, and then the business. Then you, know, you plug in. What's crazy is that's something that I'm I'm doing now, and my, I talk to my wife all the time. I started doing that about six six to seven months ago. I, I told my wife, "Hey, babe, I need to know what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. let me give it to me now, so I can put that in the schedule first, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Then everything else can just plug in around it." I learned that from Sean Terry. Yeah. Sean and, Terry and when you do me. that, things do go around it. Yeah. Like it's like you find the time and, and right. uh, you prioritize it. As they should. And then not only, you know, your other responsibilities go around it, but then, you know, it partners, everybody adapts to that. They'll respect yeah. it. They'll respect you. In a, in a, yeah, in a very right. good Like, way. no one's ever been like, I'm tired of you putting your family over me, right? Like, no one's going to no. be upset about that. And like, if oh. they do, you, oh, well, then I have a lot of questions, you know? Yeah, yeah right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, so you prioritize it, people respect it, your family appreciates it, and I'll never have to like, hey, honey, I need you to cover for me, right? Because that's, like, yeah. that's a difficult conversation, yeah. right? And I'm not saying that she wouldn't, but you don't want to abuse that. Absolutely. Right? But if we have a plan, it's there. Now, when someone says, hey, can you do this? Like, I'm sorry. And I know I disappoint people all the time. I'll live with it. Yeah. Uh, choosing one thing is giving up another. Saying yeah. saying yes to one thing is saying no to something else, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Uh, saying no to one thing is saying yes to something else. Yeah. And go ahead. And you, you got to look at it, right? As, as a father, 
you know, as a parent, um, we all want to hustle. We have the, we tell ourselves, I'm going to hustle, 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 right? So that we have money. And then once things are better, I can spend time with my kids. Right. But if that doesn't happen until they're like eight, nine, 10, 13, mm. 15, like, and they have problems, they're not coming to you, Mm-mm. right? You have lost that right. And by the time that I think they're eight, like you've lost a lot of influence over them, right? Like Absolutely. Wow. they're influenced by their friends, right? You have a little input, like all, any kind of brainwashing you want to do, that's got to happen. Zero to seven. Yeah. Zero to seven. That's what they say, right? Um, I think it was Socrates that said, uh, give me a boy until he is seven and I will show you the man, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll let you know. You know the, that's powerful. Yeah. That really, that's, that's a, that's a saying. Um, so let me, you know what, let me actually share this with you. There's an old saying out there, right? So you see these balls, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say that you're juggling these balls. Have you heard this saying? No. One of them is family. One of them is work. Mm-hmm. One of them is friends, entertainment. Like, you know, you got these three different factors, right? You're juggling these balls and what, uh, they're all made out of they're all made out of um, rubber. Most of them are made out of rubber, but the family one is made out of glass. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you drop the family ball, right, and you try to repair it. This is about the time you've heard this before. Mm-hmm. You try to repair it. No matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter how you mold it, it will never repair itself to its original form. Yep. Right, and when it comes to work, it's like it turns out because you don't know which one's rubber, we don't know which mm-hmm. one's glass, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to work, that's rubber. When it comes to friends, that's rubber. When it comes to entertainment, yeah. that's rubber, yeah. right? And they will, they will always, it'll bounce back. There will always be more work. There mm-hmm. will always be more friends. There will always be more entertainment, right? Yep. But when it comes to family, you'll never be able to fully repair yeah. that. You, can't, um, you cannot fix it back what, to what where you, it was. What's your feedback on that? Well, I mean, that's, that's, uh, I heard that story. It has always been a deep reminder for me uh, that you cannot, that's the one ball that you cannot drop, right? That's why oh. I was saying, like, you can fix a business. If all my business is shut down, I'll make another business. I'll be fine, right? Yeah. I'll recover. I'm not worried about that, right? Like the three of us, we know enough. Yeah, we can start another business tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we can't fix what we got with the family side. Um, you know, I went to a, an event. Um, it was one of these get motivated seminars, which for the most part is, is not very good. The Jim Carrey uh, was it like the Jim Carrey movie? Uh, the Say Yes was it Yes? I, I haven't yeah, seen that one. Say, oh, it's great. Yeah. Yes, man, I think. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it. Um, so I went to this uh, seminar and like all the major speakers and these were impressive speakers, like Colin Powell, uh, uh, Lou, wow. like all, all these guys. Right. And you know, I'm, I'm listening to uh, Zig Ziglar was there. I'm listening. I'm what uh, I'm watching. And my takeaway from watching this is like, okay, everyone there, they're older, right? They're there with their wife by their side. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and everyone there was married to their first wife, with the exception of Lute Olson, because his wife, first wife, passed away from cancer. Mm-hmm. Right, so I'm sitting here and I'm watching, like, man, like everyone that's successful is happily married, mm-hmm. or at least they're married, mm-hmm. right? right. Uh, and for me, I think there's a lesson there. Like, you know, if you're fighting a two front battle where like things are bad at home, man, it's so hard to be it who you need to be at work. Yeah, absolutely. You have a, a argument or, or disagreement in the morning, and you bring that into the office. You do. You, it does affect. Absolutely. Yeah. As much as we, as much as men specifically try to act like it, because women are very transparent, right? When they're affected yeah. emotionally or mentally mm-hmm. like that, that's with them. Yeah, and, truth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But men, you know, we, we have a way of, of, of trying to hide it. Right. Mm-hmm. And we try, we have a way Suppressive. of trying to deflect and actually even ignore in yeah. some cases, like, like Oh, I'm going to leave that at the door. Right. Uh, it, we try to. Yeah. We, we try, try to, to yeah, but we're not perfect. And, 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 
you might say something stupid at the office or you might not make that extra call. You might do, you might not do what you need to do that day. Or you might explode on yeah. somebody just Sometimes. for no reason. Right. Yep. And, and, and it's, I think a big part of that is because I think that as men, we're emotionally programmed to, you know, not feel mm-hmm. right. It's like, you know, as that old saying, um, I learned this from one, from my sound healer, little boys aren't supposed to cry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, I feel like that's something that we grew up with and we take uh, with us and it doesn't serve us at one point. It just, actually, I don't think it ever serves us, but it's just, you know, the programming about men and how we're supposed to not allow that to affect us, right? Yeah. I remember uh, one year, or not one year, there was one time a few years ago, uh, I had a blow up, right? Like we're both getting ready to go to work. I had a blow up. I was like, you know what? Right. I was driving to work. I was like, I am totally useless right now. Damn. Right. I just went to the casino just to uh-huh. <laughs> blow off steam. <laughs> to, to, to burn, yeah. yeah. Um, let me ask you this. You've been building your brand for about four years? Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you, what, what's your opinion on building your brand? Like, first and foremost, why did you decide to build your brand? Mm-hmm. Two is what do you think creates a strong brand? Yeah. So I think that if you, if you just look back historically, right, um, and this is going to be, you know, 48 laws of power kind of stuff, right? Is that influence is power, mm, yep. right? Uh, if you have influence, like you, and this is not this uh, uh, today's, you know, influencer thing. It's like if you have influence, if you can sway. Like real people, influence. Real influence. You can yeah. sway people's decisions, you know, you you're, you're, you have more power and you have, you know, more available uh, at your, at your uh, tools or, or whatever that you can um, use, mm-hmm. right? right? So for me, I, I look at it strategically um, that it was a key or a step to have more power so I can do more of what I want, which comes down to, at the end of the day, right, time freedom and financial freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as building a brand, so that's the reason why I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some of the keys to building a brand is uh, you gotta be really true to your core. So. Um, you know, we talked a moment about integrity and, you know, backing out of a deal. Uh, my dad taught me, so we had this failed Chinese restaurant, uh, Golden Dragon over on Camelback and Third Avenue. That was your restaurant? Yeah, that's my parents' restaurant. I've been there. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, so, uh, my dad taught me, (laughs) like, you've got one name, one name, right? And that's more true today than it's ever been, right? Between Google, Yelp. Facebook, Amazon, Instagram, all Very these true. places is more true today than ever before. So you got to be totally authentic and in operating with integrity, operating with your core values. So I think uh, people, you know, I, I think they want to follow what you stand for. They want to follow your vision. But, you know, if, if you don't resonate with them, you know, you're going to have a hard time, uh, you know, creating a lasting impact. And this kind of goes back a little bit earlier to what you're talking about earlier, right? Like, there was a time where you want to like hoard your, your, your database, mm-hmm. but here's, yep. here's the truth, right? Someone that resonates with me may not resonate with you. Someone that resonates with you may Absolutely. not resonate with you. Right. right true, yeah. So like, you just got to be who you are, put out your, you know, we talk yep. about resonance and energy and you will attract the people that you are meant to attract. When it comes to your brand, the Steve Trang brand, mm-hmm. do you feel like, because this is, see, people used to tell me this all the time and I was telling some of my, my staff, all, all like the, the big influencers, big public f- figures out there would be like, Hey man, you got to find your voice. You got to find your voice. You're going to find your voice. You're going to find your voice. And recently, a few days ago, I, I text Alex and Sal and some of my staff. I said, Hey, you know, I'm finding my voice, right? One, do you know what that means? And two, have you found your voice as a brand? Um, I like to think that I have. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know for sure. Well, one, do you know what that means? 
Uh, well, your your message. I think your voice also changes depending on the medium as well, mm-hmm. right? Like, would you have to post changes uh, for each medium? But no, and, and uh, tell me what that means. Well, um, I feel like you know everybody has their thing. Like everybody has their voice uh, that they're. It's very. It's a very unique uh, message. You're mm-hmm. right. It's more of a message. Yeah, right? I think. Yeah, it's like two words, like messaging and identity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I I have I this year by the way, last year a little bit right transitioning this year for sure I can I can wholeheartedly tell you that after I went through some of the things I went through when I took two weeks off, um, when I came back I found my voice and a big reason for all that was just what I've created at home you know like it just everything that I've it's like now I'm living in truth in every aspect of my life you know what yeah. I mean and then that pushed me to find like my true self in my voice and now. You know, there's um, I have absolute certainty whenever I'm saying something, it's Mm -hmm. because not only have I lived it, but I'm living it, you know, actively. Right. Right. So I have the right to tell someone, hey, this is what's going on. This is what you do. This is how you do it. This is what you look out for. You know what I mean? Yeah, You've earned that right. And you say it with conviction. I say it with major conviction. And there's no imposter syndrome. No, there's no imposter syndrome. So Mm -hmm. um, have you found your voice? I mean, I, I say what I always think is, is but you're right. still holding back you mm-hmm. see even earlier today right mm-hmm. when you were like well but to be politically you see no no more of that yeah right do you think andy for is gonna say that i think andy's platform is a little bit bigger he's not cancelable who can't no but i, hold I on. get both, both hold, i get hold on though yeah you want the people like the the people that are gonna cancel you you may want them to cancel you and then you want the people that are gonna love you you want them to love you if i were if i were the only person that, that would get taken down to get canceled I would speak freely, but I have too many people that rely on me, right? I got 20 people that are on payroll, okay. right? I got 90 agents, right? Like if I get canceled, True. a lot of people get hurt, right? Yeah. If it was only me, then I wouldn't care, right? I don't, like I, that's, for me, I've never worried what people thought about me. It's mm-hmm. really more the the repercussions. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yep. That's what the I The impact. At. Yeah. Okay. Right, if, if, yeah. If, like if you cancel a restaurant, right? The chef's out of business, the bus boys, the, the, the servers, right? Everything. Like, you know, when they were trying to cancel Chick-fil-A, which was, actually a boon for them right mm-hmm. right the lines went out people were the lines are building out like crazy but if they succeeded look at how many locations they got how many cashiers how many uh lot, yeah. chefs uh you know all these different people the supply chain right the, the people that are buying the chicken selling them the chicken like a lot of people get hurt huge ripple effect yeah yeah so for me it's not a matter of like i don't care if you cancel me but it's the downside of if i get canceled a lot of people get hurt why don't we all just cancel the cancel culture I think we're moving that direction. I love it. Yeah. You know, they've been trying to cancel Kanye West for like a decade now. What's yeah. going on? Because uh, he's he he truly doesn't care what anyone says. So <laughs> I think he's really. But good. it's like the more they he try to cancel, a him, lot of influence. Too. The more they try to cancel him, the mm-hmm. more that he ascends. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah. But again, with him, he's right? beyond cancellation. Yeah, now. He, he's not cancelable, right? Like just like Dave Chappelle, right? Like he is not. Cancelable. Oh, he says some controversial. I mean, I saw his last stand. I don't think Netflix. anything he said was controversial. I agree with it. everything. Was he, he just okay. speaking his mind? When I say yeah. that, uh, he says a lot of interesting things. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Like he's a he's a, he's a unique. Uh, yeah. Unique. But he individual. can say it like it is without getting canceled, right? And they tried. But everybody tried. Yeah. yeah there were so many people. Like came, I think even Netflix came out and yeah. right. Yeah. So let me let me ask you this: What is your voice what is your message like what is your message what because a brand isn't what you think mm-hmm. it is right it's what people, they think people, it is it's mm-hmm. what, what people you know, hear a, exactly a feel. brand is what what you make them feel mm-hmm. how you make them believe you know like yeah. it's everything about them right? right and who was them 
So everyone but you. Everyone but you, mm -hmm. right? So what's your message? You know, that's a good question. I think I need to think about that some more. You know, okay. like right well, now. That's your voice. You see yeah. what I'm saying? I know a yeah. good exercise called the seven whys. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I know my purpose. A great, uh, yeah. a great yeah. individual told yeah. me about it. I mean, it. I think right now the people that, uh, the, the feedback I've heard is I'm no nonsense, which I think is kind of funny because I'm always goofing around. Uh, I don't appear that way on social media, which could be, you know, something I need, I need to consider. Uh, but uh, no nonsense. Uh, I'm going to get it done. I'm, I'm going to hustle. Right. Yep. And um, I, I am, uh, it, I would say, I know a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Right. So I can, and, uh, and I'm a problem solver. I think those are the things that. Right. Right. Do, so. you, do you think those are the type of like in your community? Do you think those are the type of people that you've been attracting? Just very similar, like-minded people. Oh yeah, uh, I think that. I think probably the people I attract the most are the people that want to be successful, right? And that want to share in that success. I would say, right when you look at this room right here, you know, Paige Jamil, yeah, um, Brent Daniels. Like, I think that's who we attract. So I think. If, if we're talking about that, I think we, we're attracting people that want to do business and they want to do business the right way. I love right. it. All right. My last question. Let's, do you have another question for him? Uh, I, I had one. Go ahead. Yeah. Because um, you mentioned Darren Hardy earlier. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. what mentors. Atomic do, habits, do you, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, because mm -hmm. we're big on coaches, mentors, yeah. consultants. I mean, we uh, truly believe that it's an elevator to success or mm -hmm. whatever goal you have. Um, you know, you mentioned Darren Hardy in the beginning. Did you have any mentors? And then now how does that look like? Uh, in the beginning, I did not, and that was the problem. Why? Uh, because I thought that it was a, a scam. Yep, everybody does. Everybody right. does. Everybody's a cynic. Yeah, I was like, why would I? Why would I ever pay twenty five thousand dollars for you to tell me something? Yeah, and that's I can, how I used to think back. And then. I can go yeah. do it myself, and if I lose twenty five thousand, you know, I learn. So right? there's hundreds, if not thousands, of people that feel the same way. Yeah, I oh, believe sure. that is a wrong perspective, and oh, you guys have come to find out we that learn is, that. Right? We learn that. What do you yeah. tell that person right now? That feels uh, that way that oh, I'm not going to pay these guys for information. I'm not going to go and learn sales from Steve. I'm not going to like, yeah. it's like, yeah. I mean, if that's what you want to do, like, you know, do you, right? Like, that's yeah. fine. There's nothing wrong. Like if you want to, if you want to take longer to learn it, that's okay. Just don't get upset when everyone passes you. And that's the key. If you want to take longer, if you want to take the stairs on a 30 yeah. story building, feel free. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, but we're going to take the free will, right? You, you get to do whatever you want. Just like, don't be bitter when everyone's crushing you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't be better. Be better. Yeah, exactly. Right. So early on, you did it, and then when did you um, go with your first mentor hire? Uh, me? So I actually hired a. a um, I joined a coaching program, right? You know, uh, it was one-on-one -on -one coaching. It was uh, what year was this? Craig, this is 2010. Uh, this is Craig Proctor. It's still the realtor, but this is actually what got me into. You know, I was like, I need to go on Google and, and find sellers online. Like that was the thing that pushed me that wow. direction, mm. right? Uh, because they. It wasn't until 2010, and it's kind of crazy, right? The first two, three and a half years I was wasting, I didn't know that as a realtor, I am a business owner, not a real estate agent, right? Yep. So you're always thinking with your real You're an entrepreneur. Yeah, you're an entrepreneur, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're in the sales and marketing business. You are not in the showing houses business. You are yeah. not in the listing appointments business. You are in the sales and marketing business. And employees and assistants and process and this and that, like every day was like, you know, I got papers of like leads and whatever. It was a disaster. Right. So it wasn't until I got coaching that I finally started thinking like a business owner versus, you know, where's the next deal? And that mm, took, so wow. two and a half, three years before I finally hired a coach. And once I hired a coach, started getting me asked the right questions. And that's kind of what got me in this direction. Who's the best coach you've ever had? 
And I know it's different because mm -hmm. you know there's different aspects different in life, niches, right? Like mm -hmm. there's a business coach, there's a personal development coach, sales, a, you know, to yeah. be a sales coach, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, I still drink the Darren Hardy Kool Aid every single day. As a matter of fact, when I take my kids to school, they have to listen to it too. So uh, there's a Darren Daily, so we listen to it in the car. And not only do we listen to the car while I'm taking them to school, after it's done, mm -hmm. I ask them, "What did you learn?" Because they're not allowed to change the music to what they want to listen to the, until they've told. How them long? It. How long is that process? Uh, the episodes are anywhere from like two minutes to five minutes. Got it. Right. That's the Darren Daily. So the Darren Daily. Quick, quick downloads. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, what's next, man? What's next for Steve Trang, 2022? What are you What are you cooking up back well, then? Well, I can tell you, a week and a half ago, I was very clear. Right now, I got a lot of uncertainty. Well, so, how, what? Why? What, explain that. Is that a good thing? Uh, I think it's a great thing, right? Uh, I mean, there's the. I was talking about like NFTs. Like I'm, like I'm, I'm learning about this as much as I can. It's like there's, there's something there. There's something here, right? Um, so there's that. Uh, but you know, we just finished our podcast studio, or it's not finished, but it's mostly done. You guys uh, saw that yesterday. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're gonna be on Next in a couple week, weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, for a couple weeks, yeah. Yeah. So um, we're gonna go hard on podcasts. You know. Uh, uh, Joe Rogan uh, led the uh, the the movement with a hundred million dollar contract, right? It's like, hey, there's something. You got a hundred million dollar contract? You go to Spotify? Yeah, you got a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Go to Spotify. Didn't um, Ed Milet just move his podcast over to another uh, to to a big platform too? Uh, the Ed Milet show. Yeah, there, there was someone something on the news that he yeah, yeah he struck a huge deal too. So podcasts are struck. Yeah. Then you got um, entrepreneurs on million, fire. Million dollars worth of game. They're on. Um, uh, barstool, barstool, right? Yeah. So they're you're right. So yeah. people are actually like, they're these big brands. EYL are, got uh, iHeartRadio. Uh, yeah. they're, they're published by them now. Yeah, this is great. so try to get try to do that, right? So podcast, I want to be huge on podcast, and I want to be huge on sales, right? Like I I want to change the way sales is done nationwide. That's not gonna be this year, right? Mm. But in my if we could, you know, in 10, 15, 20 years, if people look back, it's like sales process has changed, right? It's a transparent process. It's an honest process, right? right? Everyone got what they wanted. Everyone, we, if we could, uh, like the best thing you could say about me, right? If I passed is like, uh, salesperson is no longer a derogatory term. Mm. Right. Like, like, a, yeah. Cause when you think of a car sales guy, yeah. right. You're like, Oh, you know, Right. scumbag right yeah so that's a could, great mission if i could change that image like mm -hmm. you know because that's millions and millions of lives that yeah. future salesmen <laughs> that'll, that'll yeah. change absolutely yeah, sales is not going away ever no sales is never going away but we can change the way it's done absolutely mm -hmm. absolutely brother amazing amazing show, man. show. Thank yeah you. thank you bro it's fun in the beginning and um and then it got a little more serious but yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. a pleasure yeah. to have you this on this is such a great great episode Hey guys, well, thank you so much for joining us at with uh, Mr. Steve Trang here at the All In Entrepreneurs uh, Podcast. You know, if you have any questions, if they, anybody has any questions, where can they find you? Uh, the best is uh, Instagram at steve.trang, S-E-V.T-R-A-N-G. There you go. Uh, hit my man up and uh, thank you for joining. If you really did enjoy this episode, do me a huge favor, comment below, share with somebody who might need to watch this and we will see you on the next one. Thank you. See you guys next week.